Hello, everybody. You have a pose in the matrix here. I'm doing a solo tonight. Brian had some things to take care of, and God bless him. I hope he takes care of them and, and that uh, his venture is successful. So, anyway, um, tonight we're just going to do a portion. Actually, this just came up today, okay? Um, oh, man, is that? Okay. This just came up today. Um, the FDA approved the Pfizer death jab. They're calling it Comernity. Oh, Comernity, excuse me. And we're going to talk tonight about the possibility of it leaving the door open for new mandates, a police state, and maybe even death camps or concentration camps, whatever name you want to use to do the same thing. Okay. <clears throat> so, wow. Um, I want to make it clear, and I'm going to read it in a minute anyway, that uh, it's still an EUA, all right? Emergency use, emergency use authorization. So it's technically not. Well, how do I put this? It, it's it's okay, but it's not okay. It's okay for the emergency, um, the um, the state of emergency that we've been placed into by the feds. Um, and, but after that expires, or if it's taken away, then uh, there the uh, use authorization is uh, null and void and defunct. But by that time, it'll probably be okay. Um, it's awful funny that with everything that's going on with Biden, his uh, failure in Afghanistan, his failure as a president, his failure in everything, that all of a sudden this is okay. And this is going to pave the way for more, I call it persecution, of those of us that have decided not to get the stupid death jab. Um, I'm sorry, but I think life is more important than satisfying the, the wishes of a illegitimate government. And uh, anyway, so I want to start out nope, not there um, with a uh, an article by the Epic Times, of all things. Hey, I'm not using natural news. What do you think? Huh? Not yet. Anyway, uh, but uh, we're going to go into the what the um, Surgeon General had to say Then we're going to go into uh, notice by uh, the FDA about the uh, Pfizer Biotech death jab. Um, we're going to go into the F a lot of the FDA blunders. <clears throat> They've approved a lot of drugs that had to be recalled and with some disastrous effects, by the way. Um, we're going to do a list of companies that, uh, well, you'll see. <laughs> okay, um, Some of these drug companies are pretty nefarious and uh, namely Bayer. We're going to see where Bayer originated. Um, and how it spun off into different companies. It started out with IG Farben, and IG Farben made the the poison gas that was used to kill people in concentration camps, Jews, gypsies, and political prisoners, um, but mostly Jews. And, uh, you know, it's a sad day when, well, well you'll see. I'm going to have a list of different things that Bear makes. Um, and there's a list of different companies that worked with the Nazis during World War II. We'll get into that a little bit. And, uh, and it's worn into the FDA approvals. <clears throat> um, let's see. I want to make sure I don't have the same thing twice. Okay. All right. This is an FDA news release. And this is from, this is actually from Pfizer BioNTech. Okay, so 
Well, let's, uh, let's see what the uh, Epic Times uh, says that the uh, Surgeon General said. Surgeon General, FDA vaccine approval will likely lead to more mandates. Okay, well, you hear it from the big Surgeon General himself. The guy looks like he's about, he looks like he's about 23 years old with gray hair. He doesn't look like he'd even be a private, let alone the Surgeon General. <laughs> I know, I know, it's a whole different classification. Um Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read this, okay? Uh, Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, and it's not Murthy like Irish. He looks like, I think he's, I think he's Hindu or, or Pakistani or something. And if you ever look at his picture, you'll know why I say that. Um, says that the Food and Drug Administration's final approval of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine will likely result in more businesses and universities initiating vaccine mandates. I think it's going to go a little higher than that, actually. Um, the full approval of the Pfizer vaccine <laughs> is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, there were some people who may have been waiting for this and may have come off the fence, so to speak, to get vaccinated. So it may, be, it may help to increase vaccination rates <laughs> to some extent. And that's the whole reason they're doing this, okay? Um, but I also think that there are universities and businesses that have been considering putting in vaccine requirements in order to create safer workplaces or learn or learned environment, Murthy told Fox News on H, uh, August uh, 22nd. Now, let's bear in mind something, folks, okay? And we talked about it on another show, probably several shows, that you can't sue vaccine companies, okay? But there's a big but here. And like Pee Wee said, all, everybody I know has a big but, okay? A little bit of levity there. If you laugh, that's great. <laughs> if not, oh, well. Um, but anyway, um, the big but is that, um, oh, this is terrible. I forgot where I was going with this. Um, yeah, okay, you can't sue the drug companies for the, vac- for the vaccines. But if an employer, if a governmental body or anybody else that is outside of the drug companies causes you to take this and it does damage to you, you can sue them. Okay, and I would sue the pants off of them. I, there's going to be a, a, a class action lawsuit that's going to be so large that that you know it, it's going to it's going it's going to go into the hundreds of billions of dollars to pay off everybody. You know, there's going to be serious ones for death, and then there's going to be uh, people are going to be um, uh, they're going to. Uh, you know, they're going <laughs> to, sorry, it's been a long day, folks. I had to go out and mow the whole lawn and everything, and then I did a bunch of stuff here, set a toilet yesterday and stuff, so I'm a, I'm a little frazzled. But um, but anyway, there's going to be a class action lawsuit, the likes that has never been seen before, trust me. And um, get ready for it, especially if you took it or if you were forced to take it um, by some employer. Now, um, just today, my wife was um, next door. There's a store next door, and some fella came in, and he um, he works, uh, I guess, for a, a home where um, the people are less fortunate, um, and and they're not um, mentally equipped like a lot of us are. And um, you know, he drives them around. He took them for a drive today. Well, I guess maybe he was going home, and he was he was telling my wife. He says, you know, he says I'm I'm probably going to lose my job. He says I'm probably going to be forced to quit. She asked him why. She said, well, my, my employer is mandating that everybody gets vaccinated. He says, I'm not going to do it. I can't do that. I will not do it. So that's just one person. Now, if you remember, I told the story about the um, uh, 
the hospital that I was um, in a while back. Well, I went to get an um, ultrasound, and uh, the doctors thought I might have had a DVT in my leg, but thank God I didn't. I just have crappy veins. <laughs> so anyway, um, I would have preferred a DVT. They could take care of that. But anyway, I'm not going to wish on something that like that. But anyway, um, so... You know, the, I was talking with the guy that was actually doing the, the procedure. And I'm not going to say what hospital because I don't want to get him in trouble. Um, but it's far away, real, real far away from here. Almost on, well, almost in Washington. Anyway, uh, but you'll never know which hospital it was because you don't know my health plan. And anyway, so he was talking and he said that a lot of people had quit already. A lot of nurses and um, L, you know, RNs and LPNs and ancillary people and people that do tests and stuff, you know, like like he was doing, um, have quit. He said that he took it because he has elderly parents at home and he didn't want them to get sick. Now that's a good reason, okay? If you're gonna have a reason, you got to have a good one. And you know, he's doing it for good, uh, loving reasons. He doesn't want to infect his parents. I I feel got a feeling that he doesn't know enough about it to where, um, you know, he real well. I don't know. That, that, that's one where you're, you're kind of on the fence, you know, and uh, well, anyway, uh, so he said, well, you know, he said, <clears throat> he said this whole thing is causing him to, to question whether conspiracy theories are real. Um, he doesn't he didn't believe them formally, but now he's starting to, you know, he says after everything that's going on, he says, and they're trying to divide everybody. They're trying to turn races against each other. They're trying to trying to turn uh, vaccinated people against unvaccinated and vice versa. Um and all this. See, he re- he realizes that he woke up. Oh, praise the Lord, he woke up. Um, and many are waking up nowadays. Many, many people are waking up and and, and starting to see that you know government not so good. You know, <laughs> um, and, and you're starting to see the true colors of these companies that we work for and stuff. Now, I used to work for the state of Oregon, and I saw this coming down the road because you know governmental um, agencies are always the first ones that have to jump on something like this. They have to set us an example. You know, and well, they can accept an example all they want, but they're not going to accept it with me. I, I had to put up with going to work every day and seeing pictures in my emails that were sent to me of these wonderful little lemmings that went and got their shots. And they're standing there with these little signs. Oh, I got vaccinated today. And they're smiling and everything else. And, I'm like, and they're wearing their little sticker that they were given. You know, I got vaccinated for COVID. And I'm like, yeah, well. We'll see when a few months down the road what, what kind of label you're going to be wearing. It might be a toe tag. But um, anyway, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to any of you that, that had it or got it. But um, there are circumstances where people feel like like my the guy that was taking care of me, his, his parents. You know, they're elderly and he wanted to take care of them. And the scripture says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long and uh, and full. So. You know, he's guaranteed that. So to me, that's going to trump any effect that he could get from the vaccine um, because he was honoring his mother and father. And and Yahweh's going to honor him for doing that. Well, anyway, um, let's see. I'm going to read a little farther down here. <clears throat> this is a really good article, actually. He says, and I think that this announcement from the FDA would likely encourage them to make in, to make them feel more comfortable in putting such requirements in place. Again, this is the reason why it was done. 
and nothing really new is done. Basically, they've given a name to the drug and they've approved it for they've approved that name for emergency use authorization. To me, it's the same. But a lot of people are going to are going to read into this different things. You know, they're going to, you know, oh, the vaccine's been okay. Well, no, it hasn't. It's still emergency use. Okay, but a lot of people out there, a lot of the um, the useful idiots are going to think that, you know, it's been approved for everything. And it has been approved, I think, for kids 16 and up, if I'm not mistaken. It might be 12 and up. I can't remember. Um, well, we'll probably see it in here somewhere. But um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's not when I first heard this, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, but, but you know, just like they're spinning this, they can also spin it to to do the things, you know, that uh, to send the police around and stuff like that. This this is not over by any means. And it's only going to get worse because people are going to write things into this that really aren't there. But that's what people do. That's what government does and, and everything else. So, you know, um, ex- expect nothing worse except except nothing. Uh, you know what I mean? Just if like if anything bad can happen, it will. <laughs> OK, where government's concerned. All right. Well, that was um, that was said by uh, Janet Woodcock. Um, okay, and uh, we got another quote here. While this and other vaccines have met the FDA's rigorous scientific standards. Okay, we're going to talk about that one for emergency use. Oh, for emergency use use authorization, as the first FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccine, the public can be very confident. <laughs> this is the government saying it. The, the public can be very confident that this vaccine meets the high standards for safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality that the FDA requires as an approved product, Wood, Woodcock said in a statement on August 23rd. Okay. Well, no, um, it hasn't met rigorous scientific standards because it was never tested. As a matter of fact, it's being tested on people. Okay, that's the um, the rigorous scientific, and they're ignoring they're ignoring people that are getting sick and dying after this vaccine. Um, they're admitting uh, that you know it causes endocarditis and uh, myocarditis, not endocarditis, uh, poly. Eh, well, inflammation of the heart and the heart lining. How's that sound? Because um, that's what those those things mean anyway. Um, anyway, let's let's read on because now good guys are going to get involved in this. Meanwhile, there has been a pushback from Republicans against mandates, citing civil liberties afforded under the United States Constitution. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, there's an oddity, a Republican in Wisconsin, um, told health officials that the FDA approval for vaccines shouldn't be rushed and appears to be political purpose, uh, for political purposes. Yeah, he's a, he's a woke. He sees it. On August 22nd, Johnson sent a letter to Dr. Francis Collins, director of the National Institutes of Health, the NIH. Okay, you're going to see those initials a lot. Uh, Dr. Rochelle P. Walensky, director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and and, uh, Woodcock on the FDA's decision not to hold formal advisory committee meetings prior to the full approval of the COVID-19 vaccines. He said, I see no need to rush the FDA approval process for any of these or any three COVID-19 vaccines, the senator wrote. Expediting the process appears only to serve the political purpose of imposing and enforcing vaccine mandates. The observational phrases or phases, excuse me, of the FDA approval take time because there is no substitute of time 
four, four times, excuse me, in detecting and determining possible long-term harm. Yes, long-term harm, okay? And the only way you can tell that something's long-term harmfully, long-term, is to take the time to study it. I mean, I'm just a, you know, um, a nurse, a pharmacy tech, pipe fitter, you know, I, I don't know nothing, you know, according to these people anyway, but I know enough to see a sham when I, plus coming from New Jersey, you see shams all the time, so, um you know, where I grew up, crime was a way of life, you know, not for my family for, per se, but uh, for many families. And, uh, you know, you learned what to look out for. And boy, I smell this one coming a long way off. The minute that I heard it was developed in China, I kind of knew that things were going to get bad um, because the Chinese really don't love us. And if they develop something and let it loose, it was probably on purpose and um, to weaken us. And that's what it's doing. It's weakening us physically. It's weakening us politically. We've got some guy in office that can't even remember his name half the time. Um, and his vice president, you know, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know whether to hope that he gets taken out of the way, you know, uh, through the 25th Amendment or, um, you know, because sometimes the grass on the other side of the hill isn't green. Um, and it's not green now. Um, so anyway, we just, you know, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't in that particular political arena, but um, doesn't have to go that way. Um, it, it continues since the FDA's last uh, VRBPAC public meeting, in addition to the VAERS data, there have been a number of safety concerns raised uh, by high qualified medical professionals and researchers, Johnson wrote. Yeah, tons of them. Uh, the senator said that federal agencies should take more time to observe the vaccines and provide more information to the American public about the vaccine's effectiveness. FDA, FDA officials didn't immediately respond to the request by the Epic Times for comment because they can't. Okay. All right. Now, um, there's, this is a kind of a long one. This is from Pfizer. And it's talking about the um, the vaccine and about what it's been okayed for. And this is just going to nail home. Actually, it might give you some ideas about how to avoid taking it, too, because um, it, it has a list down here of individuals um, that you should tell your provider about medical conditions, including if they. And so we're going to go into that. Um, but it goes into indication and authorized use. And you're going to see it's for an EUA. It's not, it's not put in stone yet. It's not cemented in. So... Um, this can still have the kibosh put on it um, for my lips to God's ears. Okay, it says indication and authorized use. Community, why well, didn't they pick a name that <laughs> uh, the name is as mysterious as the drug or as the um, vaccine itself? Um, community uh, COVID 19 vaccine, mRNA, is an FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccine made by Pfizer for biotech. BioNTech. It is approved as a two-dose series for prevention of COVID-19 in the individual 16 years of age and older. Okay, there it is. It is also approved under emergency use authorization to be administered for emergency use to prevent COVID-19 in individuals 12 to 15 years old. Yeah, prevent COVID-19. Okay. Tell that to everybody that's gotten it. It is coming down with breakthrough COVID. Um, and and all, the, <laughs> all the ones that got the vaccine and then had 
um, you know, the heart inflammation. Um, and then another bullet point, provide a third dose to individuals 12 years of age and older who have been determined to have certain kinds of immu- immuno- <laughs> immunocompromise. Excuse me. The Pfizer Biotech COVID-19 vaccine has received EUA from the FDA to, okay, prevent COVID-19 in individuals 12 years of age and older and provide a third dose to individuals 12 years of age and older who have been determined to have certain kinds of immunocompromise. The FDA-approved community uh, COVID-19 vaccine, mRNA, and the EUA-authorized Pfizer Biotech COVID-19 vaccine have the same formulation and can be used interchangeably to provide the COVID-19 vaccination series. An individual may be offered either Cormenity COVID-19 vaccine, mRNA, or the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to prevent coronavirus disease, 2019 COVID-19, caused by SARS-CoV-2. All right, they're saying that it prevents it. Now, there's there's a misinformation. That's a bait and switch because they give it to you and then you get sick. So anyway, then there's an EUA statement, uh, emergency use authorization. This emergency use of the product has not been approved or licensed by the FDA, but has been authorized by FDA under the emergency use authorization um, to prevent coronavirus disease. There it is, prevent it. Um, In individuals, for use in individuals 12 years of age or older, and the emergency use of this product is only authorized for the duration of the declaration that circumstances exist justifying the authorization of emergency use of the medical product under Section 564, um, Paragraph B, Section 1 of the FD&C Act, unless the declaration is terminated by authorization revoked sooner or authorization revoked sooner. So it's kind of, now it's kind of, I read it again, it's kind of like unclear because at the first it said it's um, it's approved, okay, without saying EUA. No, it, it does say EUA again. Anyway, so it is an EUA drug still. and But they make it sound like it's been approved, 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 you know, um, like a drug that's been studied for 15 years under laboratory conditions. Okay. Important safety information. Individuals should not get the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine if they, first bullet, have a severe allergic reaction after the previous dose of the vaccine. Second bullet, had had a severe reaction, allergic reaction to any ingredient of this vaccine. Individuals should tell their vaccination provider about all their medical conditions, including if they, colon, have any allergies, have had myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart muscle, or pericarditis, inflammation of the lining outside of the heart. Third bullet, had a fever, have a fever. Fourth bullet, have a bleeding disorder or on blood thinners. I'm, this is the first time I'm happy that my, my uh, platelets have a disorder. <laughs> so um, that's, my, that's my ticket right there. Um, next bullet, are any immunocompromised or on a medicine that affects the immune system. Um, so all you people that are out there to have immune disorders, uh, MS, um, uh, you name it, uh, 
there's there's a bunch of them. Um, you know, you're you're pretty good. So uh, actually, this is the first time that a, that a medical disorder is going to work in our favor, right? Um, next one: are are pregnant, plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding? Ah, the women get out of it. Uh, the younger women, anyway. Um, all they got to walk in and say, hey, I plan on getting pregnant. My husband and I or my boyfriend and I, whatever, are planning on having a child. And bam, you're free. <laughs> um, have received another COVID-19 vaccine. Have ever fainted in association with an injection. Now, there's um, there's a religious reason I want to share with you. Um, now, this has to this is based on the Torah, the law. So if you're a Christian who denies that the law still um, has any effect at all, uh, you don't get out on this one. Sorry. But um, the Torah says that we're not supposed to mix animals. Okay. And while the virus is not an animal, it is a, it is a, another um, organism. Okay. And by taking parts of it and putting it in your body, you're putting a foreign organism in your body and you're mixing. And it says, and a lot of people say that it changes your DNA. So if it does that, then by Torah standards, it's it's mixed, it's null, it's void. Um, and there there are a number of reasons, but um, you know that that's a good one right there. Um, so I highly plan on if this you know if I'm pushed into a corner on this, that's that's the way I'm going. And if they force me to take it, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But, uh, you know, I, I know the roads are really good around here, and I I uh, know all the fire roads and everything like that, so they may have to really seek me out. <laughs> um, they said, this vac- the vaccine may not protect everyone. Okay, so it doesn't cover you for COVID-19. Okay, that, that's a disclaimer right there from their, their claim that they made that it prevents COVID-19. It says this vaccine may not protect everyone. Okay. Bada bing, bada boom. It's over with. Um, side effects reported with the vaccine include, oh, I love this, there is a remote chance that the vaccine could cause severe allergic reaction. Um, well, I've seen that several times, actually, when, when a person's retching at the toilet and and they have a fever and stuff. Well, they, they would say, well, that's a, that's a regular, regular side effect. But your body's telling you something when those things are happening. And I consider that allergic reaction. Anyway, um, and there's a sub bullet under there. There's three of them, actually. A severe allergic reaction would usually occur within a few minutes to one hour after getting the dose of the vaccine. For this reason, vaccination providers may ask individuals to stay at at the place where they receive the vaccine for monitoring after vaccination. Second sub-bullet, signs of severe allergic reaction can include difficulty breathing, swelling of the face and throat, a fast heartbeat, a bad rash all over the body, dizziness, and weakness. And let me include death. Um, If an individual experiences a severe allergic reaction, they should call 911 or go to the nearest hospital. But I thought you said that you wanted us to hang around. If we had it, you know, okay. I guess it doesn't apply to everybody. Okay. The next bullet point is myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle and pericarditis, inflammation of the lining outside of the heart have occurred in some people who have received the vaccine. And most of these people, symptoms began within a few days following the receipt of the second dose of the vaccine. The chance of having this occur is very low. Yeah. Until it happens to you. (laughs) 
Um, individuals should seek medical attention right away if they have any of the following symptoms after receiving the vaccine. Chest pain, shortness of breath, feeling of having a fast beating, fluttering, or pounding heart. Gee, that sounds just like a heart attack. Hmm. All right. Side effects that have been reported with the vaccine include severe allergic reactions, non-severe allergic reactions such as rash, itching, hives. I'll tell you what, you get a rash from a <laughs> from a allergic reaction. Let me tell you, it's 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 not non-severe. Um, I've had rashes from from medications before and from food and everything else, and um, you know it's. Uh, you just pray that the itching stops. You pray that, you know, you wish you could just dip yourself in some liquid that would take the itching away. And then the hives are, are a pain in the rear end, especially if they get around your eyes and stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, um, itching, hives, or swelling of the face, myocarditis. We know what that is. Um, pericard- pericarditis. Um, injection site pain. Well, that happened to everybody that I knew of. Tiredness. That happened to a lot of people I knew of. I knew headache, a lot of people, muscle pain, a lot of people, chills, a few people, joint pain, a few people, fever, just about everybody, injection site swelling and injection site redness. Yeah, a lot of people got that. Nausea, I knew a few people, nausea and vomiting. Uh, Swollen lymph nodes, that's not good. Diarrhea and vomiting and arm pain. A lot of people had that. Some people had the diarrhea and Vomiting usually accompanied the uh, nausea. Um, this may not be all the possible side effects of the vaccine. Serious and unexpected side effects may occur. Occur. Um, the vaccine is still being studied. Oh, it's still being studied in clinical trials. Ooh, that means that they don't know everything about it. They don't know everything that could happen to a person that gets it. It's still being studied. Oh, man. And the FDA okayed this garbage. Shame on the FDA. Call the vaccination provider or healthcare provider about bothersome side effects or side effects that do not go away. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, I didn't get the injection, but I had COVID last year, and I got something called uh, long-term, um, not long-termers, uh, where, you, where you get the, um, the effects of the, the COVID for a long time. It usually was a fever and shortness of breath and a few other things, and, um, and it went a long time. It really did. And I, I missed a lot of work because of it. I missed about a half a year's work. And um, that was not fun. And my employer didn't like it at all. But um, they're the state and they had to put up with it. Okay. There is no information on the use of the vaccine with other vaccines. Well, how, how can you tell us if we had the other vaccine, we shouldn't get the other one? Um, if you had the first dose of Moderna, you cannot get the second dose in Pfizer. Okay. If there's no information on, how can you tell us that? Okay, next paragraph. Patients should always ask their healthcare providers for medical advice about adverse effects. Individuals are encouraged to report negative side effects of the vaccine to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. Yeah, right. Um, they have a, a, a link here. It's HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.vaers.hhs.gov. And, but you know what? They're not paying attention to those. Um, if they were, then everybody that's been dying and, and, um, and becoming seriously ill with ne- neurologic um, concerns and, and all the heart effects and 
and the lung effects and everything else, uh, they, if they were paying attention, this, this, um, vaccine would not be around right now. Okay. Let's see. Disclosure notice. Okay. That, that pretty well takes care of that. Okay. So we read what the Surgeon General said. We said, we read what Pfizer said about it. Now. Okay. Ooh, now we're going to get into FDA's biggest blunders. Now, this is the organization, <clears throat> excuse me, not organization, it's a, um, administration in, in the federal government, and uh, they're supposed to keep us safe. But if you've seen Robert F. Kennedy talk about these things, the, uh, the CDC, the FDA, and everything, they're all in bed with each other with the drug companies. Okay, so... Um, a matter of fact, the one woman that was running the CDC for a while, I think she, yeah, that's right, it was. Um, when she left there, she got a job with uh, Pfizer. A very good job, too, of $2 million a year, you know. Uh, and usually you don't just walk into jobs like that unless you're, you've done somebody a favor and they're doing you a favor. So, again, I've seen stuff like this all the time back east, so... Um, and in the, in the pharmacy industry too, when I worked in there, you know, there's always backdoor deals and everything else. It's, it's really a shame. It's really, it's like almost like a legal mafia. Okay. So the FDA's biggest blunders. Okay. Uh, Merck, Merck's Vioxx, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory or NSAID painkiller made headlines in 2004 when the company voluntarily withdrew it from the U.S. market following reports of increased rates of stroke and heart attacks in patients taking the drug chronically. What they don't tell you is that it killed a lot of people. I think upwards of 15,000. Vioxx was the most famous of more than a dozen drugs withdrawn from the market since 2000. That's not good. But withdrawal of drugs is not a new phenomenon. In fact, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, took on its modern form as a reaction to the horrific side effects of the drug thalidomide introduced in Europe in the 1950s as a sleep aid and treatment for morning sickness in pregnant women. By 1962, it was evident that thalidomide caused severe limb deformities, and Francis Kelsey, the FDA's medical officer at the time, kept the drug off the market in Europe. You know, that's not true, and you're going to see why. Um, Actually, it wasn't put on the market, but it was still tested. And it was tested on people, um, much like the vaccines being tested on people now. Um, in Europe, 8,000 babies were born with defects resulting from the drug. That tragedy prompted a congressional bill that gave the FDA the authority to raise the safety bar and require that companies prove the effectiveness of the drug before they could market, be marketed in the United States. Now I'm going to FDA failures. Recently, the FDA has come under attack for not living up to its mission the agency, yeah, really. What was the date of this article? I got to see. Um, oh, this was 2014. Okay, so, um, yeah, they're, it's status quo with them. It's, um, you know, <laughs> nothing new under the sun, as they say. Okay, recently the FDA has come under attack for not living up to its mission. The agency failed to catch serious side effects in a number of drugs before they were approved thus forcing embarrassing withdrawals. Yeah. Um, critics attribute these failures to the agency's close ties with the medical industry. There you go. You got it. Uh, these close ties are exemplified by 1992 Prescription Drug User Fees Act, which requires industry to pay user fees that 
help fund the agency's uh, review of new drugs and approval. Part of the purpose of the legislation was to shorten the approval times and get drugs to market more quickly. But according to a 2002 report by the government's accounting office, the GAO, the legislation ultimately caused an increased workload for the FDA's reviewers. Oh, a government employee has to work hard. My goodness. Um, there was also a slight increase in the percentage of drugs that had to be withdrawn from the market. Okay, the side effects of withdrawing drugs. The flip side of the decision was to withdraw a drug due to a rare serious side effects and that it can leave in some patients with few therapeutic options. For example, some patients objected to the withdrawal of Zelnorm, a drug used to treat irritable bowel syndrome. Seriously ill patients should be able to take the risk, says Peter um, Barton Hutt, senior counsel of the law firm Covington and Burling LLP and former FDA chief counsel. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, a little bit of, um, I don't want to say that, never mind. But Diana Zuckerman, the president of the National Research Center for Women and Families, argues that it isn't that simple. She says the problem is that patients aren't really told about drugs risk. Doctors aren't going, uh, aren't giving the, that information partly because they don't spend as much time with patients and partly because they don't know themselves. They haven't read all 10 studies performed on a drug. Okay, then we get in the FDA's Hall of Shame, okay? Uh, I used to be able to crack my knuckles, can't do it no more. There's a drug called Viox. What is it? Viox is a COX-2 selective non-sterile anti-inflammatory NSAID painkiller related to drugs such as ibuprofen and naproxen. Why was it taken off the market? The results of the clinical study showed that the increased risk of serious, serious cardiovascular events such as heart attacks and strokes Expiration date, Merck withdrew Vioxx from the worldwide market in 2004. I remember that. I was working as a pharmacy tech. And, boy, the patients weren't happy about it. <laughs> uh, it worked so good for me. Well, you know, it, it could give you a heart attack or a stroke, so maybe you should be thankful. Okay, Bextro was another drug. What is what is it? Like Vioxx, Bextro is an NSAID painkiller. Why was it taken off the market? Two short-term studies indicated potential increases in cardiovascular events such as heart attacks and strokes and increased risks of serious reactions. The FDA also concluded that Bextra had no unique advantages over other NSAIDs. FDA scientists decided that the known cardiovascular risks of other NSAIDs demonstrated in long-term trials justified a request for withdrawal. Okay, notice that it says two short term studies indicated potential risks in cardiovascular events. Okay, nobody listened to it. And they put the drug out there anyway, and people died. Zelnorm, what is it? Zelnorm is a drug to treat irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. Why was it taken off the market? 29 studies, 29 showed that 13 of uh, 11,614 patients taking the drug had heart problems. One of the 7,031 patients on placebo experienced the problem. About 500,000 people were taking the drug at the time of its withdrawal. Novartis continues to market the drug in Europe, citing its belief that the trials resulted the trial results were a fluke. Oh, okay. So I guess the uh, Europeans are. It's okay to kill them, right? Um, no, I'm just kidding. I I'm just using it as a um, a metaphor. Um, expiration date, Novartis withdrew Zelnorm from the U.S. markets in March 2007. IBS patient groups objected to the withdrawal, arguing that the benefits outweighed the risk. Yeah, I've got IBS, trust me. Uh, and I can see where they'd argue that. Um, 
the FDA responded to complaints from patients and physicians by creating a restricted access program for patients that have no therapeutic alternatives or who have had satisfactory outcomes on previous treatments with Zelnor. Okay. See what happens when you complain about things? You get action if you complain hard enough and long enough. Uh, Tisabri, I think that's how it's pronounced. What is Tisabri? Is is a drug that treats multiple sclerosis, MS. Why was it taken off the market? After three patients in a clinical study developed progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy, can't believe I said that all the way through, uh, which is PML, a serious brain infection. The FDA halted trials of the multiple sclerosis drug under the company until the companies could prove that no additional cases of PML had occurred. I guess they couldn't do that because there's an expiration date. Biogen, IDEC, withdrew Tisabi from the worldwide market in 2005. In 2006, it was allowed back on the market with a risk minimization program with mandatory patient registration and follow-up, just kind of like the drug before it. If there's no other alternative, then you got to take it. Okay, if you want to. Okay, Nutrospec. This one I never heard of. What is Nutrospec? It's an antibody labeled. Is, is it? Nutrospec is an antibody labeled with a radioactive marker that was used to diagnose appendicitis in patients that showed some but not all of the clinical signs of appendicitis. For goodness sake, just cut them open and take it out. It's such an easy surgery. I don't know. I get so frustrated with the stupid pharmaceuticals, pharmacia. Okay, why was it taken off the market? While the agent was on the market, 17 patients who received Nutrospec experienced life-threatening side effects soon after it was injected, including shortness of breath, low blood pressure, and cardiac and pulmonary arrest. Not good. Uh, Two patients died. About 11,000 patients received Nutrospec while it was on the market. Expiration date. Palatin Technologies withdrew Nutrospec from the U.S. market in 2005. Oh, here's one. Silert. What is Silert? It's a drug to treat attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Why was it taken off the market? The FDA learned of 13 reports of liver failure leading to liver transplant or death. The number of cases reported was small, but patients taking the drug had, had a liver failure rate of 10 to 25 times the rate of liver failure in the general population. Expiration date, Abbott withdrew Silert from the U.S. market in 2005. Permax, yeah, old good old Permax. What is it? Permax is a drug to, to treat Parkinson's disease. Why was it taken off the market? Two studies confirmed previous findings that Permax is associated with an increased chance of blood backflow uh, into aortic valves of the heart. Symptoms included shortness of breath, breath, <laughs> Fatigue and heart palpitations. In 2006, about 12,000 patients received the prescription in the U.S. Expiration date in 2007, Valiant Pharmaceuticals voluntarily drew Permax from the U.S. market. Two other companies, Par and Teva, withdrew generic versions. Good old Teva. Bacol. What is Bacol? Bacol is a cholesterol-lowering drug. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Coal, bay coal, bay cholesterol. Okay, keep it at bay. Uh, why was it? If you look at drug names, a lot of times they they uh, they make sense. Like um, one drug, well, it was originally called Losec. They had to change it to Prilosec um, because they were mistaking it for Lasix, which is a diuretic. But Losec, low secretion, right? Okay. 
So if you're learning a drug and you kind of look at it for a little while, you can kind of figure out what it's for just by the name. Okay, why was uh, Baycol is a cholesterol-lowering drug. Why was it taken off the market? Reports of sometimes fatal rhabdomyolysis, a severe muscle condition. Uh, all statins cause rare cases of uh, that, that, but Baycol patients experience it at a significantly higher rate than patients in other, with other statins. The FDA received reports of 31 deaths related to Baycol. Expiration date, Bear. Bear. Oh, we're going to hear about Bear later on. Withdrew Baycol from the U.S. market in 2001. Um, statins are not, not good drugs, folks. <laughs> um, they really mess with your liver. And why doctors push it on people, I have no idea. My doctor keeps wanting to put me on a statin. I said, nope, not going to do it. Um, there are so many other drugs that, that can be used, you know, and, and a healthy diet helps too. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people just have a, um, a genetic disposition to having uh, high cholesterol counts, but uh, for the most part, diet can take care of it in the majority of people. Uh, paladone. What is Paladone? Paladone is a narcotic painkiller in a slow-release capsule. Ooh, now isn't there a drug that's like that nowadays they're having problems with? Oh, yeah, OxyContin. That's what it is. Okay, why was it taken off the market? Severe side effects were reported when Paladone was taken with alcohol. Well, duh. You never take alcohol with a narcotic. Alcohol use, uh, use caused high levels of drug in the body with potentially fatal effects such as depression or halting of breathing and coma. Expiration date, Purdue Pharma withdrew Paladone from the U.S. market in 2005. Okay. All right. <laughs> Now I got a list of, I'm debating whether to read this or not, because um, basically it's names and when they were taken off, or when they were approved and then taken off, but there's one, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 19, okay, 19 gets us there, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, Thirty-eight drugs that the FDA approved that had to be taken off the market. Um, many times they were approved in the 1970s, all the way through to okay. So it goes by date. First one was 1973. Last one was 2004. And this I don't know how this list is. I have to look. Um, but the latest one to be removed was 2007. First one to be removed was 1997. So. Um, the FDA does not have a, uh, a good track record. And when you, you know, it'd be like going to a, a doctor who, who botches up every other surgery, um, just because your friend had a good surgery with them. Oh, he's a great doctor. You know, you'd have a 50, 50 chance of not surviving the surgery or having severe uh, complications from it. And it's all because your friend had a good surgery with, but the guy's known to be a hack. Okay, or a butcher, whatever you want to call them. But um, so, you know, it's all according. To, and that's why we have these studies. That's why the drug companies are supposed to have all these studies and why it takes so many years. Because um, you can't put a person on a drug in January and then in March, say if it worked or not, because that's not long term. You know, long term is a year, two, three, five years, you know. And if once you get past the five-year mark, you're pretty well, okay, well, the guy's been on or woman's been on for five years, should be okay. Um, so we'll approve it, you know. 
But uh, you got to look at all the evidence, and that's what science doesn't do these days. Um, bad science, I mean, there's good science out there, but bad science only looks at what, what they want to become true. So it's a lot like faith, you know? It really is. It's, it's almost like a pharmaceutical religion. Um, and unfortunately, the, um, the churches are the CDC and the World Health Organization and, and other uh, Institute of Health and then Britain and stuff. So anyway, um, there's a bunch of drugs here and they were all approved by the FDA and it all had to be taken off. It doesn't give a reason why. Okay. Now we get into something really interesting. Um, I don't know why I looked this up. It's a list of companies that were involved in the Holocaust. Okay. Oh, and you go down about six or seven and there's a company called Bear. And Bear, uh, their place of origin was Barman, Germany. And they're still located in Germany, by the way. And they were accused of or responsible for forced labor and medical experimentation in concentration camps, production of the chemicals and pharmaceutical supplies to the Nazis, to Nazi Germany. So forced labor and medical experimentation. Gee, isn't that what Dr. Mengele did? Hey, isn't that what the, the, the vaccine's doing? It's a medical experiment. And it's being done to people who aren't given the correct consent. You know, when you go to the doctor and, and he's going to do a procedure, like he's going to sur- have surgery, you know, um, you're going to have surgery and he's going to do it or he, he gives you to a surgeon that's going to do it. Um, that surgeon has to sit down and give you something called informed consent. And they have to tell you about everything that could go wrong. Okay. They have to tell you about things that they've seen that could go wrong because a lot of surgeons have been doing it for many years. Um, I had a really good surgeon. Well, <laughs> I had a surgeon that, and I got passed off to another surgeon that did my ki- kidney procedure. And, uh, that guy was cool. He, um, he said, yeah, he says, you know, this could happen. And, and this has happened to me a couple of times, you know, so he was really good and he was real honest and I really liked him. The person that did my surgery, um, nice person, but I don't know. It was just a bad day, I guess. Um, but informed consent. And then after they give you conform, informed consent, you have to sign it saying that you you understand what the risks are and everything else. Take my pills. <laughs> okay. Um, we got a thing here that reminds you to take your pills. And I, I heard a woman's voice in there, and it wasn't my wife. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Anyway, so that's bear. Okay. Now, uh, where was it? There's another... Um, a company called, and it's spelled H-O-E-S-C-H. And I do believe that they um, they have something to do with um, pharmaceuticals because I've seen their name on, on different bottles. And um, so they're on there, and they were involved in mine and steel production. And they're for Dortmund, from Dortmund, Germany. Um, let's see, and this the infamous one, IG Farben. It says, they Zyklon B, the main manufacturer. Frankfurt am Main in Germany. Okay. <laughs> and it's not that's not bad enough. And then you get down here, you get to Nestle, benefited from slave labor. Now these aren't pharmaceuticals, but you know, the almighty dollar or or the almighty Deutschmark or whatever, um, really makes people um, do things that they shouldn't do. Uh Swarovski, I think that's a crystal company, is it? Um Wattens, Austria, members of the executive board were members of the Nazi party. 
Um, Steyr Arms, you've seen pistols, Steyr. Forced labor in the Steyr Mulkenholz uh, subcamp production of weapons. Standard Oil provided fuel for U-boats. Uh, Siemens, you've seen that name around. They're from Kreuzberg, Berlin, Germany. Forced labor, trucks possibly, and other uh, productions as trains. Um, Porsche, well, that's a German company. Forced labor create, uh, created design for the first version of the uh, outgunning heavy Tiger tank series, uh, the Tiger. Um, despite the trials, it was not retained for further production. Okay. We did Nestle, Mercedes-Benz, of course, um, IG Farben. We already talked about General Motors. Automotive industry provided passenger vehicles for the SS, the Wehrmacht, and the Nazi Party. Ford doesn't get off. Ford Germany produced turbines for V2 rockets and some other similar um, machine parts. So there, there was a lot of people in bed with the Nazis. Coca-Cola from Atlanta, Georgia, sold the eponymous drink uh, from from the brand to Nazi Germany. Okay. Uh, BMW, Bear. Bear's the, and we're going to read a little bit about Bear. Bear's a bad player. Um, and you'll see Audi. Okay, here's another one. Um, and BASF, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they, they used to be real big back east. Um, I think they used to make bowling balls, if I'm not mistaken, or bowling pins. That's what I knew them for. It says, collaborated with Degussa AG, now Ivonic Industries, and IG Farben, there we go again, to produce sodas used in Cyclone B utilizing concentration camps to commit mass murder. BASF bought the chemical factory, IG Auschwitz. Interesting. Okay, so we won't go very much into that. Um, Then we're going to go into Bear. Ooh. (laughs) And I always knew Bear when I was a kid, Bear aspirin. You know, they had the chewable aspirin. It was really good. And as a matter of fact, it still tastes good. But... um, uh, of course, we go for the generics. All right. Let's see. All righty. Let's see. I'm just going to read this whole f- first four paragraphs. It's not very long. Is a Germ- uh, Bayer is a German multinational pharmaceutical and life sciences company, one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. Headquarters, headquartered in Leverkusen, Bayer's area of business include human and veterinary pharmaceuticals, Consumer healthcare products, agricultural chemicals, and you're going to see which one. Um, seeds and biotechnology products. The company is a component of the Euro Stocks 50 Stock Market Index. Uh, Weiner, or excuse me, Weiner, sorry, Werner Baumann has been the uh, CEO since 2016. Founded in Barman in 1863 as a dye stuffs factory, bear. First and best known product was aspirin. In, 19, in 1898, Bayer trademarked the name heroin Ooh. <laughs> um, for the drug di- yeah, dicetylmorphine and marketed it as a cough suppressant and with non-addictive substitute for morphine <laughs> in 1910. <laughs> yeah, tell it to all the junkies that are, that are still getting high on it all the time. Um, non-addictive substitute for morphine. Oh, my goodness. And people, well, I guess back then people believed 
companies and, and government. Okay. Bayer also introduced phenobarbital, Pronestil, the first widely used antibiotic and subject of the 1939 Nobel Prize in Medicine, the antibiotic Cipro, Ciprofloxacin, and Yaz, um, you know, drops of Paranone, birth control pills. In 1925, Bayer was... One of six chemical companies that merged to form IG Farben. Okay, so there's a direct connection between Bayer and the um, the manufacturer, or they're probably involved in the manufacture of Zyklon B. Okay, IG Farben, uh, the world's largest chemical and pharmaceutical company. The Allied Control Council seized IG Farben after World War II because of its role in the Nazi war effort and involvement in the Holocaust, which included using slave labor from concentration camps and the purchase of humans for dangerous medical testing. Um, it was split into six constituent companies in 1951, then merged again into three, BASF, Bayer, and Hoesch, H-O-E-C-H-S-T, uh, the latter two being uh, pharmaceutical companies. Um, but look at that, purchase of humans for dangerous medical testing. That's what Dr. Mengele was involved in. So he probably had something to do with Bear also. Uh, Bear played a key role in the like vault. Wirtschaft Wander in post-war uh, West Germany, quickly gaining the position as one of the world's largest chemical and pharmaceutical corporations. In 2006, the company acquired Schering, which is a drug company. In 2014, it acquired Merkin Company, another drug company. Consumer, the consumer business with brands such as Claritin, Coppertone, and Dr. Scholl. So that's not really the drug companies. It's the over-the-counter stuff. And in 2018, it acquired, you ready? Monsanto, a leading producer in genetically engineered crops for $63 billion. Bayer Crop Science develops genetically modified crops and pesticides. Oh, my goodness. Talk about an evil entity with a lot of wicked heads. So anyway, that kind of gives you an idea what Bear is all about. Okay. Now I, I typed in, uh, you know, if I'm going to really tell people about Bear, I got to tell them about things that are common in our in American um, over-the-counter and, and prescription products that, um, you know, maybe um, people want to know. Uh, there's a heart preparation, and I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to read the ones that, sound like uh they're uh a lot of these are probably um popular in europe and stuff but um uh let's see adelat which is um a drug for uh for cardiology it uh it's a, it works on the blood pressure afrin which is a nasal spray hate that stuff because after you quit using it you get rebound congestion aleve all day strong all day long aleve it's an analgesic. If you haven't heard of it, you don't take analgesics. Alka-Seltzer, okay, for digestive health, provides fast, effective indigestion and heartburn relief that's safe and gentle for upset stomachs. Actually, when I was a kid, I used to enjoy drinking that just for the heck of it. Um, aspirin Cardio, I think, which is an 81-milligram aspirin. And then there's regular aspirin, Um Analgesics, cardiology, cough and cold, um, a pain reliever that works against headaches as well as acute back muscle and, and joint pain. The low-dose aspirin is also used during suspected heart attacks to help reduce damage to the heart. 
as a cornerstone therapy for reducing risk of recurrent CV events, specifically heart attack and ischemic stroke. So I'm supposed to take one of those every day and I always forget. Avalox. Um, it's, it's an antibacterial. Moxifloxacin is the uh, generic name for it. Uh, it's been around for a long time, actually. Uh, let's see. I don't know those three. Neither do I know those three. Cipro, um, which is a bacteria, you know, antibacterial. Claritin. Uh, there's a bunch of crop stuff in here that they make too. Um, there's a company, a seed company called Decalb. I've heard of them before. Um, Drought Guard is another drug I've heard about. Actually, it's a um, it it helps the traits of different um, plants. All right, Elia, that sounds that's for ophthalmology. That's why I remember that. Okay, a bunch of pro, more uh, crop protection stuff. Um, I've never heard of this stuff. Oh, gastrovist, I think is used in um, an MRI um, the products. You know, when they do an MRI on you. Um, let's see. Gluco Bay, that sounds familiar for diabetes. Um, my goodness. Uh, Levitra, probably seen commercials for that. Uh, men's health care. Yeah, health care. Okay. Well, you know what that's for. It's for erectile dysfunction. If you didn't know, now you do. Um, men are involved. In Miralax. <laughs> they make Miralax. That's interesting. Um, Marina, which is, um, I believe, a birth control pill. Uh, a lot of crop protection stuff, uh, and you're going to see one of the ones that's been in the news a lot lately. Crop protection, crop protection. Um, Roundup Ready 2, extend soybeans. Um, seeds and traits, okay. Uh, how? Here we go, Roundup, herbicide. Roundup herbicide was first introduced in 1974. Today, Roundup brands are registered in over 120 countries, approved for weed control on more than 100 crops, and are available for a variety of other uses, including industrial and turf and consumer lawn and garden. Okay, okay. Moving down the, uh, the list here. Talcid, that sounds in digestive health. Yeah, I've seen that before. Um we're in the bees. Zarelto, you've seen that on TV, right? Um, Zofigo, that almost sounds like a market. It's market. It's for oncology. That's what it is. Okay. Yasminel, Yasmin, and Yaz. They're all birth control pills made by Bear, aka IG Farben. Okay, we went through that pretty quick. All right. And then um, we got another thing here. It's from uh, FDA News, FDA News release, okay? Okay, and it's about, uh, well, we'll see what it's about. FDA approves first COVID-19 vaccine. And this has some interesting information in it that's not really. Uh, you ever hear this term, kick your shoes off? That's what I just had to do. Kick your shoes off and relax for a while, okay? 
It says for immediate release, August 23, 2021. It's from the FDA. Today, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the first COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine has been known as the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. It will now be marketed as community for the prevention of COVID-19 disease in individuals 16 years of age and older. Again, they're touting it as for the prevention. If that's true, then how come people have breakthrough COVID after they take their shots? And how come people that have been vaccinated <clears throat> have been coming down with the, uh, the Delta variant? And we hear constantly, oh, it's the unvaccinated. No, <clears throat> we know several people. Uh, Spot Ryan really knows a lot of people that were previously vaccinated with the, um, the COVID-19 vaccine and have come down with it again. And when they come down with it, it's worse. Okay. Um, a lot of them uh, that, well, some of them that he knew were went right to the um, ICU and were intubated. And folks, if you go into the hospital, don't get intubated. Fight against that. Have your loved one fight against it if, you, if you're not responsive. And um, you can do lung exercises. And a lot of people have been doing that and getting over um, COVID-19 or breakthrough COVID-19 or the Delta variant a lot faster than if they stick it to because they're treating it as a respiratory disease and it's not. It's a blood disorder. It causes blood problems where there's clotting in the lungs and you can put, you can intubate somebody for that all you want. Um, if, if the blood's not flowing and it's not going back to the heart, um, you know, or coming in from, from the body, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the use? You, you're, you know, you're you're wasting time and, and effort and and possibly condemning somebody to death. Okay. Okay, the FDA's approval of this vaccine is a milestone as we continue to battle the COVID nineteen pandemic, or as we know it, pandemic. While this and other vaccines have met the FDA's rigorous oh, rigorous scientific standards for emergency use authorization, as the first FDA approved COVID nineteen vaccine, the public can be very confident that this vaccine meets the high standards for safety. Geez, I got to roll my pants up. It's getting deep in here. Um, effectiveness and manufacturing quality, the FDA requires an approved product, said um, Acting FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock, MD. While, and quote here, while millions of people have already <clears throat> safe, <clears throat> safely received COVID-19 vaccines, we recognize that for some, the FDA approval of the vaccine may now instill additional confidence to get vaccinated. Today's milestone puts us one step closer to altering the course of the pandemic in the U.S. That's what they want, folks. They just approved, actually they didn't even approve it. They just, um, they approved it for the prevention of COVID-19, which it doesn't do, okay? That's why, then why are all the people coming down that have been vaccinated coming down with the, the with it again? Well, there's there's a reason. Maybe we'll get into that in a little while. Since December 11, 2020, the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine has been available under emergency use authorization in individuals 16 years of age and older, and the authorization was expanded to include those 12 to 15 years of age on May 10, 2021. Um, emergency use authorizations can be used by the FDA during public health emergencies to provide access to medical products that may be effective in preventing diagnosing or treating a disease, provided that the FDA determines that the known and potential benefits of the product when used to prevent, diagnose, and treat the disease outweigh the known and potential risks of the product. 
oh yeah, well then why can't we take hydro- hydroxychloroquine? I almost said hydrochloroquine again. You almost got me again. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> no, hydroxychloroquine and um, Zithromax and uh, Ivermectin. Uh, those things have been shown to work too. But you know what? The drug companies won't make lots of money. And uh, and also, if, if people are healed and uh, their their agenda to kill all of us is uh, null and void, right? So it says goes on. FDA vac- approved vaccines undergo the agency standard process for reviewing the quality, safety, and effectiveness of medical products. For all vaccines, the FDA evaluates data and information included in the manufacturer's submission of biologic license application (BLA). Is, an, is a comprehensive uh, document that is submitted to the agency providing very specific requirements. So they're trusting the drug companies on their word, basically. <laughs> um, anybody can put anything down on paper. My goodness. Uh, for community, uh, the BLA uh, builds on the extensive data and information previously submitted that, support, that supported the EUA, such as the preclinical and clinical data and information, as well as details of the manufacturing process, vaccine testing results, and to ensure vaccine quality and inspections of the sites where the vaccine is made. The agency conducts its own analysis of the information in the BLA to make sure that the vaccine is safe and effective and meets the FDA standard of approval. Well, geez, I could I could invent a drug right now and fill out that thing and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about and you know, just kidding, of course, but that's what they make it sound like, you know. Um, and it did not go through a lot of clinical trials. Um, let's see. Quality and safety effectiveness of products uh, evaluates data and information included in the manufacturer's submission of, okay. All righty. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, community, I'm probably murdering that word. Uh, contains messenger RNA, mRNA, a kind of genetic material. Ooh. Okay, so they're they're putting a different genetic into your body. That nullifies it Torah-wise right there. Um, the mRNA is used by the body to make mimic to make a mimic of one of the proteins in the virus that causes COVID-19. <clears throat> the result of a person receiving the vaccine is that their immune systems will ultimately react defensively to the virus that caused COVID-19, theoretically. Um, I put the theoretically in there. Uh, the mRNA is a incormunity, is only present in the body for a short time and is not incorporated into, nor does it alter an individual's genetic material. Yeah, I bet you didn't say that before all the hype went up. Uh, Corminity has the same formulation as the EUA's vaccine and is in we have the same formulation as the EUA vaccine and is administered. Okay. And is administered in a series of two doses, three weeks apart. <clears throat> they keep putting like bold lettering in here. Um, this is, this is bold lettering here. Our scientific and medical experts conducted an incredibly thorough and thoughtful evaluation of this vaccine. And I'm going to put in there without even testing it or knowing <laughs> We evaluated scientific data and information included in hundreds of thousands of pages, conducting our own analysis of Corminity's um, 
safety and effectiveness and performed a detailed assessment of the manufacturing process, including inspections of the manufacturing facilities, said Peter Marks, MD, PhD, director of the FDA Center for Biologics and Evaluation and Research. We have not lost sight that the COVID-19 public health crisis continues in the U.S. and that the public is counting on a safe and effective vaccine. And when you produce one, let us know. Um, the public and medical community can be confident that although we, we approved this vaccine expeditiously, it was fully in keeping with our existing high standards for vaccines in the United States. If this wasn't so serious, that would be funny. Um, knowing that Pfizer has been cited, I think, more times than any other drug company for for a lot of things. Um, FDA FDA evaluation for of safety and effectiveness data for approval of 16 year olds and older. The, um, I don't know if I need to read this. Okay, ongoing safety monitoring. The FDA and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have monitoring systems in place to ensure that any safety concerns continue to be identified and evaluated in a timely manner. <clears throat> That's a crock of stuff. Um, in addition, the FDA is required is requiring the company to conduct post-marketing studies to further the further access the risks of myocarditis and pericarditis following the vaccination of Cormernity. Um, these studies will include an evaluation of long-term outcomes among individuals who develop myocarditis followed by vaccination with Cormernity. Um, in addition, although the not FDA requirements, the company has committed to additional post-marketing and safety studies, including conducting a pregnancy registry study to evaluate pregnancy and infant outcomes after receipt of Corminity uh, during pregnancy. I know a lot of nurses that were pregnant, um, well, quite a few actually, and all of them said they weren't going to take it. There's just too many questions. Um, let's see. Huh, the FDA... It, an agency within the, this is talking about who the FDA is, an agency within the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services protects the public health by assuring safety, effectiveness, and security of human and veterinary drugs, vaccines, and other biological products for human use and the medical and medical devices. The agency is also responsible for the safe, safety and security of our nation's food supply, cosmetics, dietary supplements, products that give off electronic radiation, and re relegating uh, tobacco products. Well, yeah. What about 5G? <laughs> There's another one that they're, they're going to fall flat on their faces, but you'll never hear about it. You'll never, ever hear about it. Okay. Whew. Well, at least I'm reading a little better tonight. Um, I want to look at something real quick before we continue. Okay. The, an hour and 14 minutes. Okay. We got lots of time. Okay. The Natural News has an article I thought was very interesting, and it, it raises a lot of questions, and it, it, and it also raises a lot of concerns. Okay, and um, eh, it's not that long, but I think it's it's necessary that we read this. And this is from Natural News. It was posted today, August twenty third, twenty twenty one, and it was the author is Mike Adams. I think Mike Mike Adams is the one that runs Natural News. It's pretty it seems to be a pretty good guy. And the the, um, the name of the article is analysis. FDA vaccine authorization accelerated to unleash medical 
martial law as covered for collapse of the Biden regime. <laughs> and this is this might be the um, the red flag that everybody's been talking about is going to happen, you know. Um, and you'll see why when we when we go through this article, you're going to see exactly the scenario that could be happening um, to to push us farther towards um, population control. And um, well, and uh, to send a lot of us to uh, to a different place, um, killing us basically. Um, if you go to Georgia and you go to Elberton, um, and that's east of, uh, it's kind of in the northeast east corner of um, Georgia. Uh, there's something called the Georgia Guidestones. And the Georgia Guidestones are interesting because they, they're basically the Ten Commandments for the New Age or the New World Order. And um, right up on top, the first one is um, reduce the population, I guess human population, to 500 million so that mankind can can live in harmony with nature, basically is what it says. And the termination, the, the terms might be a little different, but interesting termination because <clears throat> that's what it's about. And now, so figure there's like 7.5, there's 7 billion, 500 million people in there on the earth now, right? So that means killing 7 billion people. Now, if you read the Bible, that's not going to happen this way. Um, a lot of people die during the, the tribulation um, and Jacob's trouble, specifically in Jacob's trouble. And, um, you know, I think a third of the earth's population dies at one time and then a third that's left over. Uh, of everybody that's left over dies a second time. So um, what's a third of, well, let's just say a third of uh, two, four, six, um, 25 or 2.5 billion people. And then <clears throat> if they're gone, well, anyway, you do the math. Um, it's going to drastically reduce the population anyway. Uh, but that's going to be, um, in Yahweh's hands, this is in man's hands. And if it's not in Yahweh's plans, it's not going to happen. So I want to just put that in because um, a lot of things that you see on TV now uh, do not correspond, nor do they correlate with what's in Scripture. And as far as I'm concerned, if it's not in Scripture, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> when you hear about a comet coming to hit the earth that's going to kill all humans and all animals and make a nuclear or basically a winter um, on the earth for the next 300 years. Well, that doesn't mess with scripture. Okay. And so many things have happened. So many um, prophecies have come true in scripture, even just with the birth and ministry of Yeshua and his death and resurrection um, that, you know, I gotta, I gotta look at scripture and I gotta look at prophecy and, and, and know that it's right. And I do know it's right. I don't have to. I just do because it, it has been right so many times. And, you know, Yahweh does things 100%. And uh, so far I've seen like 80%. And, uh, you know, I, I trust that he's got the other 20% in his hands and his control. <clears throat> anyway, I'm diverting here and I'm sorry. Um, so this is from Natural News. It says the insane fraudulent rushing of the Pfizer vaccine into full approval status by the FDA just announced today was ordered uh, by the collapsing Biden regime. The purpose of this acceleration approval is to allow Biden's puppet masters to roll out medical medical martial law as a means of to control the population and suppress the 
the massive uprising that will soon commence against the illegitimate Biden regime. Reportedly, the next 10 days or so, we'll see the public release of the Maricopa uh, forensic uh, audit results, the election audit down in Arizona. Uh, The results are going to be comprehensive, are going to comprehensively reveal that the 2020 election was rigged by a ballot stuffing and ballot counterfeiting operations. Once these results are made public, a mass awakening across America will occur as people realize Biden didn't win the win in our democracy has been infiltrated and taken over by enemy forces that currently occupy the White House. Yep, like the Chinese. He's the best president China ever had. Um, the mass awakening to election fraud combined with increased realization that the FDC, or excuse me, the FDA, CDC, and vaccine pushers lied to America the entire time about vaccines, halting infections, and preventing transmission will only fuel the protests that will accelerate through the months of September through November. In order to crush these protests and roll out Australian-style medical martial law enforcement, the Biden uh, regime needed the FDA to fraudulently approve at least one vaccine. Immediately, the Pentagon has announced that the mandatory vaccination of all U.S. troops, which is treasonous uh, scheme to mass murder hundreds of thousands of active-duty soldiers, bioweapons bio bio in order to uh, weaken America's national security and to prepare the nation for its final demise, which has been the goal of Obama and O'Biden regime from the very start. Um, as the truth about rigged elections and vaccine genocide become unstoppable, look for the Biden regime to attempt to attempt an internet kill switch telecommunications outage strategy to try to stop people from communicating. Meanwhile, under medical and medical martial law, Biden is likely to order truly draconian enforcement actions, such as criminalizing public protests, setting up vaccine passport checkpoints on highways and medically kidnapping anti-vaxxers to relocate them to CDC green zones, COVID prison camps, and have been openly described in great detail by the CDC itself. The goal is to hold onto power as long as possible, of course, while continuing to inject the masses and the military with deadly bio- biological weapons that are engineered as, to achieve um, high kill rates over time. Uh, this so-called booster shot is simply another dose of weaponized spike protein that's being administered to try to finish the job sooner, uh, sooner than, rather than later. <clears throat> Joe Biden himself, of course, will removed uh, will be removed at a time that's most appropriate for his handlers, and before Harris is sworn in, there will be technically there will be no commander in chief in control of the military, with a near state of civil war inside the military already surfacing due to the bioweapons vaccine mandate that was just activated today. There remains a possible there remains a plausible possibility that elements of the U.S. military could revolt against the treasonous Pentagon leaders that have helped orchestrate the catastrophic collapse of Kibbal, Afghanistan, and the fall of Afghanistan, which has left 10,000-plus American contractors trapped behind enemy lines. According to my sources, the military is practically in a state of revolt right at this very minute and many mid-level commanders are coming to realize that if they continue to follow the orders of traitors like Austin, uh, Milley, and Biden, they're all finished in the nation, um, they're all finished, and the national 
defense capabilities of the United States of America will rapidly collapse, it is increasingly understood that the traitors in the Pentagon and the White House who coordinated the collapse of Afghanistan are also coordinating the collapse of America. And if they are not stopped, there will be no nation left to defend. Suddenly, the phrase against all enemies, foreign and domestic, takes on a whole new meaning. Amen to that. The collapsing Biden regime will weaponize everything to starve people and destroy their financial resources. One additional factor of all this is the willingness of the criminal illegitimate Biden regime to weaponize food scarcity, financial collapse, vaccine uh, checkpoints, and even engineered regional grid um, down scenarios in order to crush dissent and weaken the masses. With Australia's New South Wales serving as an experimental template for turning the nation into a COVID prison colony, Biden's puppet masters are prepared to unleash mass medical kidnappings, COVID camp executions, engineered starvation, grid down emergencies, and even coordinated bank closures and financial events in order to deny the people whatever resources they might need to sustain nationwide protests. The Biden regime is at war with the American people, and in the state of war, they will engineer scarcity and collapse in every vector imaginable, including potentially shutting down cell towers and Internet access, especially in problematic areas such as the red states. Some people believe that there still remains enough white hats in the U.S. military to arrest the traitors, hold new elections, and potentially reinstate Trump after a new election is held. But this view should be taken with a grain of salt as far as a far more likely scenario outcome is collapse and chaos rather than an organized restoration. In either case, it is clear that Trump wants no part of taking office until after the financial collapse takes place. In fact, even Kamala doesn't want to be sitting in the Oval Office when it occurs. And there's a concerted effort right now to keep Biden in place as an empty shell for as long as possible, almost as if Weekend at Bernie's has become a national policy at the White House, which seems to be altogether fitting for a nation that currently is run by criminals, morons, and senile fools. Once the financial collapse is initiated, if Biden is still in the White House, he can be a he can be blamed for the collapse and removed by the 25th Amendment with his replacement promising a rescue America to rescue America from the horrific mistakes of a mentally incompetent Joe Biden. It says, prepare for a winter of chaos in America. The next several months, we're going to witness the most chaotic time in the history of this nation, even considering the 1860s, uh, with September 2021 through March 2022, characterized by, here's a bunch of bullet points here, a shocking public awakening to the level of fraud, corruption, and criminality in a swamp, severe engineered shortages of food, ammunition, and medical resources, consumer goods, etc. The possibility of engineered telecommunications and power grid outages, at least regionally. Mass death and hospitalization among the vaccinated with hospitals likely overrun by early 2022. Medical martial law enforcement of vaccines, vaccine passports, lockdowns, masks, and speech compliance. Activation of FEMA or CDC COVID death camps and the coordinated kidnapping and extermination of dissidents, engineered engineered final crisis uh, events such as bank holidays and closing of ATMs or even possibly the dollar collapse, chaos inside the collapsing U.S. military, 
continued acceleration of the collapse of purchasing power of the U.S. dollar as the Biden regime, lawmakers and feds all conspired to move towards a trillion dollars a week to try to keep the system afloat. And finally, chaos at the Oval Office as political predators lined up to seize power as Biden is eventually moved from the White House, removed from the White House. Note that right this minute, the U.S. dollar has already lost at least 40% of its purchasing power in the last 12 months. The things people buy with the dollars are skyrocketing in price, food, fuel, housing, um, used vehicles, etc., which is a result of the collapsing dollar stemmed from the endless money printing by the Biden regime and the corrupt Fed. This is also a form of financial looting of the nation before its demise. People in the inner circles of power are looting the dollars via government stimulus handouts, then using those dollars to buy crypto or gold, knowing that the dollar will soon be utterly worthless. As all this money <clears throat> printing means average Americans are being driven into poverty by the day, um, with food, housing, transportation, and other basic needs rapidly becoming unaffordable, even for the former middle class, it won't take long before the middle class is wiped out and tens of millions of Americans will discover they have nothing left to lose since they've already lost everything. This is all part of the engineered chaos plan that is designed to bring down America, and with the FDA's acceleration approval of Pfizer's vaccine today, this plan has just been activated. See more details in today's video situation update via Brighton, and there's a link for that. And that was on Natural News, folks, okay? Anyway, it's a... It appears to be a big setup. <laughs> it really does. It's um, it's um, a crash and burn, or um, you know, burn everything while you're retreating kind of uh, thing that they're doing. And um, <clears throat> it's no different than what Saddam Hussein did when he was leaving uh, Kuwait. You know, he destroyed everything, and then he destroyed the oil wells. He's like, if I can't have these oil wells, you're not going to have them. So. It's like, if I can't have America, you're not going to have America. You know, it's um, anyway, but I think there's a very important thing that we need to keep in mind here, um, that nothing happens by accident. We have to remember, and really we have to drill it into our brains that there is a God in heaven. His name is Yahweh. Um, his name is Yeshua. Uh, which is Hebrew for Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, which means um, Jesus the Messiah, or it's a Hebrew for, G for Jesus Christ. Um, and he's got a plan. He's got a plan to come back someday. Um, and it looks like it's going to be someday soon. And in order for things to happen, for that return to happen, things have to happen. To, to um, There has to be a one-world government. And there can't be a superpower in a one-world government, okay? The one-world government can be the superpower, but there can't be one sovereign nation that's a superpower. And so eventually, now I don't know if it's going to be now or if this is going to be farther down the road, um, the United States is going to cease to exist as a superpower, and we're going to be a country just like every other country. And that's what the Dems and the progressives and everything have been very successful so far in doing. Um, and just destroying this nation, destroying our morals, our values. Um, and anybody that rises up against them as a racist or a bigot or, um, you, you name it, misogynist, you name it. You know, there's so many different names. But um, 
the thing to, to realize is, it, see, I, it'd be very easy for me to say, yeah, I'm going to arm up and get ready, you know? And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to, but at the same time, I have to say, Yahweh, what are your plans? You know, what do you want me to do? You know, I'm not, I'm so tired of in this life doing things on my own and having a crash and burn happen. And I'm not going to let that happen this time. I'm not going to crash and burn. I'm not going to cause my wife to crash and burn or my kids or my grandkids. You know, we're going to go through this thing scripturally. Uh, that doesn't mean we can't take arms, but arms is defensive as far as I'm concerned. Um, right now, anyway, as far as I understand. So um, arming up is not wrong as long as it's being done in an offensive manner. And and that can be done. And uh, so we got to realize that in order to get from A to B, you know, there, there's a lot of things that have to happen in between. And, you know, you got A here and B here. You know, you take your pick. And there's all this space in here that things got to happen. Okay. And those things might include the United States being brought down to regular nation status instead of superpower. And, and that would help things to move along to the one world government. And then when the one world government comes, it'll be corrupt, be corrupt and run by some guy they call the Antichrist. And, um, and well, that'll start a seven year spiral downhill. Um, and after that seven years, the glorious return of Yeshua HaMashiach will happen. Um, the nation of Israel will be saved. And, um, and anybody that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's what scripture says. And the name of the Lord is Yahweh. It's not God. There are lots of gods around. The name of the Lord is Yahweh. And to be more specific is Yahweh Yeshua or Yeshua the Lord. Okay. And, uh, and we need to start praying that, um, that he tells us, tells us what he tells me what to do, tells you what to do. Now, what I do might be different from what he has you to do. Okay. Uh, back in the day, probably about 10 years ago, Jim and I, Jim Wilhelmson and I kind of did a little study and we figured that at the end, there's going to be the people that run to the hills. Okay. For protection. There's going to be the people that stay put and there's going to be the people that fight. Now the people that run to the hills for protection are probably going to be armed. Um, and I, I, you know, I kind of get a kick out of it because one guy wrote to me one time and he said, Oh yeah, well, you know, I know, I know all the, the hiding spots and I know, you know, and I know how to use weapons and I know how to live out in the woods and stuff. And, and I wrote to him and I said, well, you know, good luck trying to make it in the 21st century with 20th century technology. I mean, when they have satellites that can read a license plate from, from 20,000 miles out in space, um, when they have particle beam weapons that, you know, they can focus on your house, on you, um, other weapons that they have up there. And even, you know, they have drones that can fire things and everything else. When all those things are around and you think that you can hide out in the woods, no, <laughs> sorry. Um, unless you can cloak yourself um, to where you're invisible and make yourself so that you don't, your, your body temperature is 98.6 and, um, you know, your chances of survival are, are slim to none. And then scripture says, and this is referring to believers that, you know, that, uh, that the Antichrist will, or is Satan will, um, will make war against the saints and he'll prevail. It means he'll win. 
Okay. And that's what's going to happen. So, um, you know, I don't know where I fall into that, which group I fall in. One will be head to the hills. The other ones will be to stay put and just be a witness for Yahweh. And the other ones will be, will still be believers, I believe, but, um, but they're going to fight it out with the government. And, you know, when you pick a fight with the government, everybody that you is associated with your name. So if they, they go, oh, the Christians are fighting us. Well, they're not only going to persecute those people. They're going to persecute the ones that are staying put and go after the ones that are out in the hills. So um, anyway, it's not a pretty picture. But at the same time, um, I've read books with you know, people in other countries that are born again and saved and the miraculous things that Yahweh does to protect them. There was one, um, there's a book called uh, Like a Rushing Wind, and it's about a, a group of Christians in Indonesia. I think it was back in the early 60s, and it, it has never been a pleasant time in Indonesia for, for believers in Yeshua. Um, and at the time, you know, there, there were different factions because Islam has moved into Indonesia by then, and it's getting stronger and stronger. And um, so they were talking about uh, different ways that the Lord protected them. And one of the ways I thought was so neat was um, they were being chased, you know, um, by a, a village. I can't remember why. Um, and they came to a river, and it was the rainy season, and the river was raging. And and so it was either you killed or, you know, jump in the river. But the Lord told them, told one of the people just to walk walk across the river. <laughs> you know, it would be like me, you know, walk across the river. What are you talking about, you know? And um, so the one guy did it. And he was walking on top of the water. And, and so, you know, the rest of them did. And when the village that saw that, saw that, they they fell down. And uh, when the people came back, they got to minister to them and they all got saved. So, um, so the Lord will do miraculous things. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you, you read what Yeshua said, you know, those who walk in my name will will um, raise the dead and heal the sick and everything else. You don't see that very much in the United States or, or the Western world, Australia, New Zealand, stuff like that. It's because we have doctors to go to and we have a relative, well, still a, a relative, um, relatively modem of um, freedom that we still possess. And uh, so, you know, you get sick, you go to the doctor Um you get terminally ill, you know, you just accept it and you die. Um, but, you know, in the countries that don't have what we have, they have miracles. They have people raised back to life. In Mexico, it happens all the time. Um, other parts of the world that are poverty ridden um, happens all the time, those things. And uh, so, you know, I think that part of our lowering, you know, in status in the world and the persecution that's going to happen for basically all Americans, not just Christians, um, is we're going to witness a lot of neat things happening. So it's, it'll be a time of intense terror and, um, you know, hiding for your life or, you know, hiding and fighting for your life. But in the long run, we'll get to see a lot of neat things and experience a lot of neat things too, um, all on the power of Yahweh through the Holy Spirit um, or the Ruch HaKodesh, which is a way of saying it in Hebrew. Um Anyway, so it'll be, um, like, what did it say in the tale, tale of two cities? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You know, it's going to be that kind of scenario. But the the um, the good things that happen are going to far outweigh the bad things. And um, we'll have that peace and assurance, you know, if we're here. We'll have that peace and assurance uh, that everything's going to work out okay. 
Well, anyway, folks, I um, oh, let's 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 walk through the scenario real quick that they're trying to promote in this this article. Basically, that things go sour. Uh, we know that Biden's in office now, and Kamala Harris is his VP, although she's like the invisible VP. You never see her around anywhere. Um, and they're going to do anything they can to stay into power. And this whole thing with the COVID injections and the mandates and stuff like that, that's, that's done for several reasons. One is to assert their power. Okay. Assert their authority. Um, but the ultimate thing is to kill as many Americans as possible because that's what the, the injection does. And we'll do in the future. You just watch. And that the third shot that they're going to give is going to be the final death kill. Um, but, um, man, you think you were sick from the first two? <laughs> um, it'll look like a cakewalk in the park. But, um, anyway, and this will cause people to rise up. And especially though he talked about the audit down in, uh, Arizona. And it's going to become quite evident that, uh, Biden and his uh, band of merry men and women, um, cheated and, uh, and got in, uh, got in the office through fraud and, uh, in all sorts of uh, mischievous kind of deals. But, um, and that's going to cause more people to wake up, just like that guy in the hospital woke up recently. A lot of people are going to wake up, um, probably more conservatives than uh, than Democrats, but um, even some of those will wake up. And that would be nice to fight alongside your enemy uh, against the greater evil. <laughs> but, um so that's basically what we have in store for us. Uh, the military, I just pray that a lot of those guys just say no. You can't put the whole military in the brig. You can't put them all in in, um, in jail. Uh, you could try, <laughs> but then there's nobody serving the country. So I, hopefully the um, those in power will see that. You know, folks, if you're in the military, if you're active duty or if you're um, National Guard, and they come up to you and say, you got to take this say no, saying you're not going to do it. And, you know, they might arrest a person here, a person there, but if the more people that say no, the more crowded their jails are going to get. Uh, their courts are going to be impossible. When they try to do court marshals, it'll be impossible. Uh, some, yes, yeah, some of you will suffer because you will get to go through court martial and hopefully it'll just be a prison term and, um, and not the other thing, but, uh, and I think that for the most part, that's what it'll be. But, um, you know, preserve yourself and you join the service to preserve the union, preserve the constitution. And, um, please don't, don't let them jab you with that thing. It's only going to kill you. And I love service people. I really do. And I don't want to see them die. Um, I don't like seeing them die in war and this will be dying in a time of peace and they'll be being killed by your own, commanders so if you can opt out just say no just say no to drugs that's what the vaccine is it's a form of drug and um and i think it's going to start with you and if you if you can resist and and deny them the the pleasure of trying to kill you um sure you might do some jail time probably for a very short season but um in the long run you'll be an example for for the people in the country that, you know, if the military is this determined to fight against this, then we should be too. So just bear that in mind. And folks, don't take it. Regular people, you know, that aren't in the military. Um, so far, we've done pretty good. There's 
well over um, well over 100 and 130 million people that haven't taken that the jab of death, and um, and I don't think that their their efforts to make it uh, to say that it's um, it's authorized now um, and given a name. I don't think that that's going to do very much. And um, I just pray that everybody remains strong, um, that when they see things coming down the road that might do them harm, they'll say, oh, well, you know, just like the guy in the store today, you know, I'm not going to take it. I'm quitting my job, you know. And uh, anyway, so actually what he should do is wait to get fired, and then he has a good unemployment claim too. So, yeah, don't don't quit. Let them fire you. And then um, – you can go to unemployment and say, well, they fired me. Well, you know, you've, if you got fired, yeah, but there's extenuating circumstances. They wanted me to take this vaccine, and I feel that this vaccine is, is to kill me, and it could kill me. And I have a um, I have a reason not to take it and then, you know, submit your, your reason, uh, whether it's religious or philosophical or whatever. Uh, wait for them to, to, um, to give it to them. And uh, anyway, well, I think we've been on. Oh, an hour and 44 minutes. I'm content with that. I, I think you are too. Um, I've done a lot of reading and you've done a lot of listening. We've both done a lot tonight. So um, I just want you to, to go into this week content and comforted knowing that we have a friend upstairs. His name is Yahweh. And if you don't know him, you got to get to know him really soon. I think it's going to be it's either going to be knowing him or knowing Lucifer. And I don't think you want to know him, Lucifer. Um, he's a bad dude. His, his, uh, alt, his other name is Satan, of course, and it means deceiver. Uh, Lucifer means uh, bearer of light or messenger of light. But his light that he offers is darkness. Okay, he offers a black light. Yeshua offers sunlight. He offers a, a brilliant radiance that the sun can't even shine up to. Um and you want to walk in the light. You don't want to walk in darkness or a perceived light. That's really is darkness. So, um, I don't, at least I don't think you do. Um, anyway, if you have any questions, uh, send us an email. Um, if you go to delusionresistance.org and look for contact, my email is there. You just click on it. It opens up your email, your email thing, and you're able to send an email to us. So, um, if you want to know more about coming to faith in Yahweh, well, that's great. If not, well, that's the decision you got to make, you know, and there's no forcing here, okay? No forcing whatsoever. No scare tactics. Um, you know, what what was presented today is, is potentially scary, but, you know, we've human beings have wintered through more worse than this. But um, just consider that if something happens to you, that that's it, okay? And uh, it'll be more than a pleasure to, to talk with you or, or to help you make that decision should you want to do it, okay? It's not a caveat to remain as a member of, the, of uh, Opposing the Matrix. Everybody's welcome here, even dissenters. And uh, anyway, that having been said, I'm going to get this, I'm going to turn this thing off, and then I got to upload. By the way, there's a new YouTube out that's called um, New YouTube, I believe. Uh, and of course, I got rid of it here. Hold on a second. I can find it real easy. It is called, you know, brand new, brand new tube, B R A N D N E W T U B E. 
And um, it's for people like us that uh, have been kicked off of Twitter and, and YouTube and everything else or had our stuff uh, severely um, censored in those formats. And um, this is a free willy-nilly. Now, there's going to be some garbage on there because of this, okay? Just ignore that. If you go to the Opposed to the Matrix, just go to that channel. <laughs> um, or if there's somebody else on there. And we're on Rumble, of course. Um, Rumble's treated us good so far. And um, and it's new YouTube or whatever I just told you it was. Um, is going to treat us good, too. So um, we'll be there. We'll be on um, Rumble. And uh, there's other formats I've considered, but there's always a caveat with those things. You know, there's uh, you can only use so many points and you can only get points when people watch your video. And, stuff. and I'm like, that's that's not free. Um, and I even joined this uh, this new YouTube thing. Um, I can't remember the name of it anyway. Uh, yeah, I actually paid fifteen dollars to join it. So um it's going to be something that's it's going to be advantageous. And I understand that you can do live um, live broadcasts on it, too, kind of like you do on YouTube. So um, I'm going to investigate how to do that. We may switch from, uh, from uh, Melon to that or do it on both. Who knows? But I will be uploading our videos and our, you know, our videos from, uh, from where I've got them on, on, um, Dropbox account, and I've got them on my all my hard drives. I've got like a four-part redundant thing. Um, so we'll be on those formats, the new format, and Rumble, and of course, and uh, anything else that happens to come along that's not too hard to use and, and doesn't demand too much of us for being free. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, that having been said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off of this so I can get to work on getting this up and running. Um, that'll probably have me up till two in the morning, but Hey, it's worth it. I really think it's worth it. So, so tonight we talked about, um, all this garbage that's going on with the, uh, the new acceptance of, uh, the FDA approval of Pfizer's death jab. So, um, if you're a praying person, pray, pray a lot. We will be. And uh, hopefully next Monday, Brian will be back. Actually, we talked about maybe doing a show later this week. And if that's going to happen, then uh, Brian will be here and uh, we'll go from there. But um, like I said, he's got a little bit of a complicated life right now. And he um, he had things to attend to. And that's always understood and accepted here um, because there are times when I have a complicated life, too, where I, my complication is usually getting sick. Um, but um Anyway, free mayor, I hope you realize that I said hydroxychloroquine tonight. Thank you very much. Um, it's one of the sisters that listens to, uh, to the broadcast and she's, uh, she's awesome. There's, there's about five or six sisters in Yeshua that, that listen to this show and they're, they're always in communication with me, telling me stuff. And it's really, really a blessing to be able to talk with them and in some cases minister to them. And likewise, and uh, anyway, so that having been said, hey, Yeshua bless you, Yahweh bless you in uh, Yeshua's name. And may the Father in Yeshua's name give you all the things that you need first. And then if he wants you to have it, things that you want, okay? And uh, may Yahweh 
guard you, guard you, and you're going out, and you're coming in, you're rising, and you're rising up, and you're falling asleep. You're may uh, may He give you peace and contentment in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Live long and prosper. Good night.